0: of their love as they come today to unite as husband and wife, we'd like to begin with the word of prayer and ask for the Lord's blessing on the service today. So let's bow our heads if you would, please. Father, we're so thankful for the privilege to be here gathered for this occasion, what you have so wondrously worked and planned and put together. Lord, we ask that your blessings would be upon this service and upon the lives of Mark and Sandy as they embark as husband and wife to serve you with the rest of their lives together. We pray that you bless all that is said and done here today and that we would glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. May you be seated. Who gives this woman to be married to this man? Okay. to hear how God has put this together. And I was talking to Mark a few moments ago, and uh, to see all of the circumstances, all of the things that had to happen for this day to be here, for this couple to be standing before us, all of the things that God had to orchestrate and bring in the the play for them to be able to be here today. And uh, they have spent some time now, several months in courting and uh, spending time with one another. They believe it to be God's will that they become husband and wife. And uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. And so I'm going to uh, issue a charge to each of you from God's Word. When God created man, He placed him in the Garden of Eden. told him that he was to dress and keep the garden. And at that point in the history of mankind, man had one responsibility, Mark, and that was to do the work that God had given him to do. And that was it. But man was lonely, and God looked down and He said, it's not good that man should be alone. And He took it, He formed a woman and brought her to the man and said this will be a help meet for him, suitable to him. It is the one that completes him and allows him to do the work that God has given him to do. Mark on the day that that happened, man's responsibilities multiplied. No longer did we have to just do the work that God has given us to do, but now we have someone to care for. We have someone to protect. We have someone to provide for. Someone to cherish and someone to honor. And so I would challenge you in this union mark that you would take upon yourself to commit to Sandy. That for the rest of your natural life you will love her and cherish her and honor and keep her and protect her and provide for her. And Sandy, uh, the Bible tells us, the Apostle Paul wrote, that wives are to love their own husbands and to uh, uh, follow their leadership as they follow the Lord. And I want you to, if you will, as you come to... Uh, this is a marriage ceremony, be willing to commit to Mark, that you'll be a help for him, to encourage him to do the work that God has given him to you, to be supportive of him, to love him, and to cherish him, to be completer of him. I would charge both of you to do this before God and before these witnesses. It's interesting that throughout history there's been uh, a process that was called making a covenant with one another. A lot of what we do in today's marriage ceremony is the same practice that was practiced in the Old Testament of making a covenant with someone. And uh, it's interesting to me that in the uh, covenant, there is a walk that is done between the two parties, a processional, if you will, It shows that they're no longer going to be walking as individuals, but they're going to be now walking through life together. As they go through the process of making that covenant, there is the exchanging of vows, And uh, I would ask for Sandy and Mark to uh, make this commitment one to another uh, as they make their vows to each other. Mark, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to, if you've freely and deliberately chosen to have Sandy as your wife, to commit to these vows today. Mark, will you take Sandy to be your wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness, as in health, to love, honor, and cherish, forsaking all others, and keep you only unto her, so long as you both shall live, will you so promise? I will. And, Sandy, likewise, will you take Mark to be your wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness, as in health, to love, honor, and cherish forsaking all others, and keep you only unto him, so long as you both shall live, will you so promise. There's been a practice and a tradition in recent years of many folks in the marriage ceremony to have what we call the candle lighting ceremony. And in the ceremony, there are two individual candles that represent the two individual lives that are here before you today. And as we unite them in holy matrimony before God and you witnesses, they become one. So I ask if Mark and Sandy will to make their way over to the candle, and they are going to take each of their candles and unite the one center one, showing and signifying that they are now no longer two lives, but one life joined together. Mark, if you'll take your spouse over here to the candle.
1: God provided the sun to give Has made your lives complete two shall be one he has explained it you both will strive to always meet each other's needs you are Savior is near. God has made your lives complete. Two shall be one. He has explained that you both will strive to always meet each other's needs. You are whole. Have waited. God has made your life complete. He has made your life complete.
0: The process of making a covenant, according to Scripture procession was made, vows were exchanged. Once the vows were exchanged, there were several things that they committed to each other. They would usually exchange their names. They would also commit to each other to give their worldly goods to one another. They no longer had his and hers, but everything then became ours. And one of the things that would take place in the middle of the ceremony is there would be an exchanging of gifts. The ancient Greeks believed that there was a tie between the heart and the third finger of the left hand. It's become customary now for us to wear a token and a symbol of our love on the third finger of the left hand. In fact, they used to call it the heart finger. And uh, they began to make, as they would make covenants in a marriage ceremony to one another, they would make it a practice to take that gift and to make it a ring, signifying the never-ending love that they have one for another. The bond of marriage, the bond of the love being celebrated, is a picture here on earth of the love that the Lord Jesus Christ has for you and I. The fact that we were all sinners and on our way to hell and had no hope of salvation. And yet God loved us enough that He decided He was going to pay that price for us. If we put our faith in Him, that He would give us eternal life, forgive us of our sins, and give us a home in heaven for all eternity. This is the love that God has. And we're to love ourselves, love our wives, Mark, as God loved the church, the Bible says, and gave himself for it, We're to be it sacrificially. And so I'm going to ask, if you would, to give, say, a token of your love by way of a ring that's placed on the third finger of her left hand. Are you willing to give that ring, and, Sandy, are you willing to receive it at this time? Amen. Mark, I'll have you place upon the third finger of Sandy's left hand and say these words. With this ring, I be wed. And Sandy, I love you.
2: With a love as never ending is this ring. Never ending, this ring.
0: If I can have Sandy's ring, please. Sandy, I'll have you do the same, if you will, to take that ring and put it upon the third finger of Mark's left hand and say these words. With this ring, I be
2: with.
0: And mark, I love in you. With a love as never ending as this ring. As never ending as this ring. <laughs> Right. Having stated their vows to love and to cherish each other in marriage, and given and exchanged their token of love and commitment to one another before God and you as witnesses, gives me great joy to pronounce you as husband and wife. Mark, you may kiss your bride. <laughs> prayer, if you will, please, by your words. Father, we're so thankful for the union that you've brought together today. We pray that you'll take Mark and Sandy's lives that have now been united as one, and Lord, may you use them. May they serve you with the love and the heart and the dedication, not only to you, but to one another. Father, bless them. From this day forward, I pray that they would do all that they can to bring glory to You in their marriage and in their service and their love for You. We pray that You're blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great honor to present to you Mr. and Mrs. Mark Ayers. They'd make one another. we practiced practice every day. If I had a reception after the,
2: after the funeral. After the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said one time, marriage is it. a great institution. They'd like to be an institution." institution. <laughs> anyway, they have
0: a uh, wonderful time of fellowship downstairs, and we'd like to invite everyone to come down and be a part of that. And so what we're going to do, if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and pray and ask for a blessing on the food. And that way, once you get down there, uh, then you follow the directions of the folks coordinating but they'll try to help you serve one table at a time to help with the traffic flow. And so if we'll just find a seat, and then they'll come and have you come up one table at a time to uh, and get the food and, and take care of that. They'll have a receiving line back here in the foyer and uh, take the time to go through and congratulate the couple. Let's pray together and ask for the Lord's blessing as we're dismissed. Father, we do pray that you'll bless. The time of reception and the food that you provided for us. I pray that you'll bless us in the nourishment of our bodies. And Lord dismiss us now with your
2: blessings. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: or switch off.
2: Say a